Now, we were speaking common before, but I'll start speaking Elvish to Ralric and be, what is the proper elven pronunciation of your name? Is it Ralric or Raloric? <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you, he doesn't speak Elvish. No. <laughs> um, Joke's on you, he doesn't actually know. <laughs> come again. Previously on the No Mercy Podcast. The really good four regroup outside of the lair. They notice that everything in the area starts to come back to life. One of the captives, Eloise, talks about the wild mage. They, they keep calling him father, but they see what they want us to see. It's hard to put into words, but we start to become really dependent on them and start to need them and then start to want to do things for them, the one that they call father, until we start to work for them. And start to love them and worship them. Aw, Beans, we got a bunch of FUL drug addicts. We're gonna have to go cold turkey, friends. Little bit of Stockholm Syndrome. I don't think, no. Who who was it that you were calling father? Who is it? It's not FUL. We saw a mage, well... Oh, wild mage. Wild mage is the father. Yeah, that's who we saw. The hero has heart-to-hearts with each of the really good four members alone, instilling more confidence and pushing them to move past their anxieties. The hero had this conversation with Ralric while out turkey hunting. Ralric, you are the wielder of Giovannis. You you know your role in this, do you not? Um, to shoot things with Giovannis. You're the hunter. Yes, yes. You're leading everyone. You lead them through the wilderness. You're their guide. In order to properly... Oh, the track's going this way. In order to properly (laughs) help your companions, in order to know your foe, Ralric, you need to know yourself. And I feel there's a a lot you're pushing down. Hey, I feel like you're not the first person to say this to (laughs) me. (laughs) Then maybe. (laughs) Just maybe that's... There's something behind that. Maybe I should listen this time. Tivonis is an incredibly powerful artifact, and uh, a very intelligent one. It learns its wielder well, but if you don't know yourself, then how is Tivonis able to learn of you and work well with you? But you're going to need to learn to learn who you really are now and make sure that you open up to your companions. Mm-hmm. And I should continue to help them with their cause and be patient with my own? I'm afraid so. Hmm. It's dangerous. The task you were given, it's not very fair. You didn't have a choice. But unfortunately, many lives are hinging on your decision. Pressure. (laughs) (laughs) I can do that. I I like this group. I want to help them. I can do better. As night falls and people take turns on watch, Ralric has a dream. You kind of feel like a sense of warm and comfort and you open your eyes and you're back home in elf town and you see your home you have some logs kind of under your arm as if you were just grabbing some tinder and like you're walking back to the house well i guess i'm gonna go into the cabin so i'm gonna walk over to anna lee's first and give her a big old hug kiss on the cheek tell her how much i love her she kind of holds you there as a like an extra second and then smiles and releases and kind of walks over to do some of their work around the house. Mm-hmm. And I'll go sit by baby Bobby and play play whatever he wants to play. And so you kind of run off to play and with Bobby, Bobby Jr. And like you hear Annalise kind of chime up every once in a while. It's like, now, now, little Junie, you don't need to play that hard. And 
Continue goes on for a while, feels like a half an hour, and then all of a sudden you hear from the outside this. And, and as soon as you hear that, you just immediately wake up. Shit. In the morning, everyone awakes, and the hero has departed. Don't forget to head over to our Discord. You can find the link at nomercypodcast.com. Now, let's jump into this episode of the No Mercy Podcast. Gobble, 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 I'm a turkey. Oh, there's the turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, shoot him. (laughs) All right, I'm going to fire. Give it a deck roll. Mm -hmm, 15. Gobble, gobble. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I do that moment where it's just like the silent nod, like, you're doing it. Stronger's lacking in the smarts, the cleft is the touchy feel like grumpy healing arts. A broken hearted ranger with a dragon slaying bow and a sweet singing gnome that tackles every foe with no mercy. No mercy, no, no, no mercy. No, no mercy. Somehow. You better gut it here. I don't need things coming back. Oop, still alive. Just get rid of those feathers. It gives us some time. It's fine. <laughs> yep, still living. I knew you were alive, you little shit. <laughs> cut the head off of it. <laughs> I had to test to make sure if he was alive or not. Turkeys or such chatterboxes. This is a really confusing scene. So, as you all woke up, and you realize that the hero has left you. In addition, kind of when the hero decided to wander off, the Etten straight up got up and left. Just kind of like in the middle of mid-morning. Partially because I don't want to deal with the wonkiness of the sound effect thing again. (laughs) Rude. Uh, goodbye, Etten. No, don't say anything. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> wow, you sound different this I time. I said it first. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, Wait, yada. what does that mean? He's a werebear. He's a werebear. <laughs> the few birds in the air start chirping as the sun crests over the horizon, peeking through dense clouds. Eloise and the other Goliaths start to stir and come to you as you all wake up fresh, ready to go after quite a long day in quite an insane battle where you rushed very closely with death, especially Ralric. Indeed. I enjoy being less on fire. That was that was quite a day, I must say. So I'm trying to it's been a while, so I'm trying to catch up and or get back in the frame of mind. Our original intent was heading to Pesopt, and then we stopped in Rivertown, and then we came up here, and then we found this guy who and my mom is somewhere. Um, is that about right? Are you right? asking where we're headed? Because... Yeah, we yeah we were trying to figure out the thing about your mom. I'm, wa- I'm wondering if that's correct. Is that a joke? No. <laughs> and, no, I know. I'm wondering if that's correct and what I'm missing. Well, then we well, found... You look over your shoulder and you see a large robot yeah. currently cradling mm-hmm. a statue. I right. need to yes. get down the hill. I just always assumed we were on a hill. I gotta get 
down to the river to uh, talk to Teak about my newfound statue and hopefully revive what I can only assume will be my very pissed off sister. Why Why are you showing your, your that statue to Teak? Oh, that was not in game. That oh, okay. was that was clear. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you tell the difference between my character voice? Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> we're just trying to catch up. Yeah, so chest the chest side quest turned into a pip right. side quest, which um, is becoming our yeah, main Yeah, quest. I think I also, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to retcon this, but I do think I let it slip already to the group that Teak was a druid. Did you? <laughs> I definitely was not supposed to tell anyone that. Yeah, I think... You did. Yeah, I knew you weren't supposed to, but I couldn't remember if you did or not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if everyone was there or if it was just some of us, but I think you did let it slip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely forgot about that being a secret. I'm gonna say it was because I'm overwhelmed with emotion of finding my statued sister, and knowing that I need to get to a druid to fix that shit. Mm. Are there other statues we should be bringing down? I guess. No, they're dead to me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think we anyone recognized any statues. I think we Tyler, did, did we go around, go around and look peak. at look at all of the statues to check for others that we might have recognized? Not really. Okay, good to know. We're up to speed. Chest uh, Chest gets up and starts bawling. He's like, I, I really liked the hero. <laughs> Sorry. <Whoa. laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, Chest is kind of up and is just kind of like this is a weird start to a day given the previous one like so peaceful it's kind of just yeah it's very peaceful and he looks over at uh the statue and looks to pip and it's just like so pip you think you think teak can fix your your sister here yes i don't know why i would know that it was so long ago i'm assuming i must have done some sort of role that told me why i thought this well, I think Tyler also hinted, but yeah, I think he essentially said, "Power, you need powerful magic. Like a high-level druid might be able to do it." Yeah. And then yeah. he reminded you that you knew a high-level druid. So yeah, and I definitely thought he was talking about Thea Almond. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. Uh, so Pip is hanging out with the robot and kind of <laughs> Pip got up early to quietly talk to his statue sister. Um, maybe that was a weird thing to do, but he hasn't seen any family for a while. And this is sort of family in a stone. I feel like Funky would understand this level of interaction with some rocks. Oh, Funky. Yeah, I absolutely respect this. I feel like this is probably how dwarves talk to their ancestors. They just go find some Yeah, but, um, due... Give it a lick and give a chat. Due to the, you know, busyness of what's just occurred in the cave and a good night's sleep and a moment of time to reflect with my, my my statue friend. Pip sort of let the last few days gel and we will now say has remembered he was not supposed to tell anyone that Teak was a powerful druid. And says to Chest, yeah, Chest, um, I feel like Maddie wasn't well received as a caster slash magical person in Goliath culture. Yeah, he and was kind of kicked out of the clan for it, you know. Yeah, so. it, was a bi- it was a big old kick out. And I uh, I can only imagine that there may be some sort of similar reaction to Teak being a powerful caster. And that's why she definitely told me not to tell anybody 
that she was a druid, and then I definitely told all of you this. Oh, why did she not want you to tell us? Well, I'm assuming, I'm just assuming it's because she's a Goliath, and she's kind of integrated into Goliath culture, and that's so frowned upon, but that's totally yeah, I guess that, me speculating. I but. guess that makes sense. So may, maybe we could we could all just pretend you guys don't know, because I w- will tell you one thing I remember about Teak is that I'm very scared of her. Yes. I do believe she almost ate me as a lion. Mm-hmm. As a lion? Whoops. Pip's bad at secrets. And you're like, give a just straight up intelligence check, Jess. Uh, Oh, hold on, sorry, forgot to get out my dice. This game has dice, right? It's gonna be low, so you probably assume I fail it. Oh, sixteen. Yeah, that kind of rings a bell in the sense that you have seen their quote-unquote pet tiger around all the time. Justice just looking at looking at Pep and his... Or, sorry, lion. It's tiger or lion? Liger? Sure, it's a liger. Lion. It was oh, a lion. That's the biggest cat! Wait, wait, so does this mean that Pip and I have now seen a liger? That's a lion. <laughs> lion. So Justice like, do you, oh, do you mean that her lion almost ate you? Yep. Her pet lion? That's what I mean. I, yeah, I have seen a lion around. And to be fair, that is reason to be afraid of her. If she has a lion. Yeah, I mean, lions are pretty powerful for sure. Mm. You know, funny, I've never really seen them together. We, it's a whole Bokaroo vibe. I don't know what that means, but I mean, if you think she can help, then we should bring your sister there. And I mean, maybe we should bring some of these other statues too. Well, I think that um, stone is heavy. And maybe we should just head down there and well, let's see what she can do for Semily. And then if if all goes well, perhaps we could inform her of some sort of Medusa situation up here. She'll probably want to come and take care of business. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. They could get the students come up here as like uh, part of their training to, the, you know, just lift some of these statues. We, I'm going to take a quick peek around and just see if any of these, I recognize any of these. Are they all Goliath statues, or are they no, all different types? They're all different. Oh, mostly Goliaths. Chess um, is just going to go around looking and to speed things up. I'm not going to ask you individually. <laughs> gonna, okay. I Give would... an overall investigation check. Okay. Fourteen. You don't really recognize any of them. Maybe very loose acquaintances, but okay. Don't really recognize any any of them. Chess comes comes back. Can I investigate any non-Goliath ones. Okay. Go will, for it. Roll for it. I will say normally this is something that Pip would investigate, but he's pretty consumed about his own found statue, that he's mostly just attending to that. A 14 on that one. You do find a couple. You find a halfling, a tiefling, gotcha. and a human, but you don't recognize who they are. <laughs> are there any, like, broken bits? Not like uh, there are scattered, just like a hand or something. Yeah. Why do you want that turned back into a regular? I'm just gonna, type? I'm just gonna toss a hand in my bag of holding. I hate where this is going. Okay. You have a stone hand in your bag of holding. Oh yeah, I do too. <laughs> so as you kind of all are searching around, Eloise kind of sees Funky like searching for things on the ground. She pipes up. Do you need a hand? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um. I'm not sure if you really searched the storage area, but that is where they tended to keep most of their expensive things, but 
just realize that anything that may have been left behind was something that they wanted you to have, so I'd be careful. But there may be several items still down there. <laughs> Wait, down in the dungeon? Yep. If they're magical, they would have survived uh, a blast, but anything non-magical probably got destroyed. <laughs> Rory's like, ah. Chess says, yeah, we can't get back down there. <laughs> the rope burned. Oh, yep. oh but I... But I'm in the middle of reading a good book. True. So there's that. Tyler said I get to read it every night for three days. Um, And it's not porn. So (laughs) So that's... Mm -hmm. Wait, unless unless it is. I don't know. (laughs) It could take a weird turn. You see F-U-L bent over. No, no! (laughs) Just looks at Eloise and it's just like, what do you mean he wanted, wanted us to have it? I'm just saying I wouldn't really trust anything that they said to you. Who's... They being... Wild Mage? The Wild Mage. Hmm. They're a very tricky one. They work in their own ways to serve themselves, so if you're useful to them, they may have left items behind for you to have, but to realize it was intentional. Ah, okay. So, don't have them. <laughs> Which we don't. So, seems like we're in a good situation here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Up to you. They m- Whatever is down there may be useful. But- but we can't get down there. Getting Do mixed we- messages from Eloise. She's she's really just trying to say, like, there's probably some good shit down there, but fair warning, this guy is calculated, so... Am I super thick? We can't get down there, right? It's collapsed and destroyed? It's not collapsed, it's just the rope is gone. Oh. Do you remember how far it was to get down, if we wanted to? About, I'd say 100... 20 feet. I think it was about 60 feet to the midway point. Um, jump it. And it, is, does the spell still exist? I don't know. I don't think we've looked. Um, I, uh, yeah, okay. I think I, I think I looked. I think I looked through the storage area. I don't, I don't think I saw anything. It is Bunky's investigation, though. Yeah. And we were kind of on fire. I think you got single digits, and it was basically like... Oh, I, I'm pretty sure I rolled on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, there are things in here. Okay, bye. Um, Chess will just jog back into the cave. We got, we got ropes. Out. I mean, we could just ro- rope okay. around. Um, um, Chess, I'm also curious. Would any of us know if there's if, if there are other ways to depetrify? I think you already. Oh, did we? Okay. Did this? Yep. And that's how you got to. Gotcha. Okay. We need teak. Um, Chess will just jogging and check if that spell is still active on the hole. Okay. So you run back into the small cave. You kind of smell smells of burnt. Wooden, burnt everything, <laughs> cloth, and just all this furniture inside here is just kind of toasted. But you go over to kind of that little nook where the doorway used to be and that old mimic used to be, and you reach your hand into the gap there, and you don't feel any change in. Okay, so it's so it force. seems like the gravity's not reversed anymore. All right, well let's uh let's ropes gra- grapple on down. Do we all want to go down? Because I feel like if all of us go down. And someone cuts this rope. <laughs> no, just like... Then we all starve, right? Just, just... Oh! Just like, oh. alright, why don't I just head down with Funky and we'll just collect everything into his fancy bag and come on back up. We also have Robit. Robit can probably help. Oh, yeah. Guard something. Yeah. True. Right, Robit? I just think, I feel like <laughs> it won't be very interesting for narrative-wise to go through all this building again unless there are things in there, but... I just feel like Funky... Ben, you're very good, but you're terrible at rolling. 
Um, <laughs> uh, maybe, I, maybe I'll go down with chest. Yeah, someone with good investigation at yeah. very least should go down. My, my, just, my investigation's solid. You, you go um, down with Funky because he's got the bag okay. of holding. And I can't be encumbered, so it doesn't matter how, how heavy things are. I just trudge along like a beast mode. All right, I'll hold the rope. Yeah. Okay. You'll probably need two ropes, but I imagine you have... No, we got ropes. We got ropes. I got some. We got ropes. So give me a survival check, whoever's tying the ropes up. I'm going to tie my own rope. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hit... I'm going to assume Ralric does that. I'm going to watch Ralric, too, and make sure he's not screwing up. <laughs> 14. Okay. I feel like you do a solid enough job. You do a nice double fisherman's knot for put the two ropes together, tie them around a rock. You're good. Fancy. Pip doesn't help tie the ropes. He was just doing his own rope tricks off to the side and got a 19, so I'm pretty sure I've made a macrame basket. It looks very good. So you both try to lower yourselves down? Tie it, tie it off to a rock on the outside. Looks pretty sturdy. Yeah. Large boulder. I'm gonna let Rarick go a little bit and give him some space and then I'll follow. Actually, I should okay. probably go below him because I'm heavy, so I'm gonna go first. Yeah, don't you slide down. <laughs> give an athletics check. Just straight athletics. No disadvantage for you, Funky. Both of us. And, and uh, yeah, both of you. Yeah. Whoever's 15. going down. Ooh. That's the highest I've rolled in a long time. What'd you get? 15. 17. Yeah. So you all, you both became, well, not funky really, but you both became more experienced with the old rope that was in here. Now this new one, just going down easily one way, not having to worry about gravity. This is a piece of cake. Let's see. <gasps> but they're going to have to climb up. Oh, it's like gym class. <laughs> Presidential fitness test. <laughs> Oof, yeah, guys, I don't, I don't know why I agreed to come down here. This is this is a lot of work. I didn't want to go up. I didn't want to go up and down the mountain. Now I'm going up and down a rope. What am I? Come on. We're going to investigate investigate things. Hey, hey, Robert, you want to just you want to just drink off the keg? We can just sit down here. <laughs> <laughs> our parents aren't watching. Say we didn't find anything. <laughs> Wait, are Pip and Chess the parents of this ragtag team? Because that's <laughs> wrong. Dear. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently, as of right now, yes. It's the robot. Hey, Tyler. I would like to cast Detect Magic. So I'm going to pull a coin out, give it a couple flips, and just say, Tamora, I think there's some magical things down here. It, hey, girl. Could you give me a, give me a little help? Whoop. Okay. So you cast Detect Magic, and Ralric, you kind of see Funky moving his hands around above his chest rhythmically. And that's why I said above his chest, because... you, friend. <laughs> um, and this kind of dark, super smoky, dusty area, this bright light just emanates from him, and you're now kind of walking with Detect Magic. And I'll just do... So it's not super long here. Let's just do one... We'll just go Dexterity check for both of you. Dexterity check. That's my strong hand. Just straight decks. Grab on to my strong hand. Ooh. 21. And Tom, you can add your proficiency. 18. Oh, really? Then wow. 24. I'm having a good night tonight. Whoa, shoot. So you are able to kind of jump, duck, and dive through the de- debris without anything falling on top of you or anything collapsing. And you eventually get down the hallway to the big obsidian room. Hmm. You just pass through. Um, that was... The... the you notice that was the one with the bowl. Yeah, so you notice that the large scoreboard that was up there before is now just gone. Huh. Well, that's weird. Look at that. That disappeared. Um, <laughs> was this was this the room that had the storage in it? It was just after this one. Okay. Is the bowl up on the pedestal still there? Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll prob- I'd probably just continue for now. Yeah, cruise through. Looks like the power's out. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. 
you cru- cruise through, you eventually get to the storage room, and either each of you can give me an investigation check, or one of you can do it with advantage. Uh, What's your I, investigation, Funky? I am just going to give him advantage by lifting things, pushing things around. I'm basically just his bitch. Okay. Advantage. 23. Okay. So, with the help of Funky's detect magic spell, and your... There's a crunchberry under the couch. <laughs> very nice investigation check. <laughs> you find... Are you ready to write this stuff down? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so good at this. 520 copper pieces, 2,300 silver pieces, mm-hmm. 612 gold pieces. Woo! Whoa. That is a lot. Rich. And 50 platinum. Wait, what? 50 platinum? is th- That's like 10 gold each? Yeah, that's 500 gold. Holy shit. All right, shoveling that into the bag or what? I'm just opening it up. <laughs> you also. <laughs> you guys are now leaving, and you're like, fuck those guys, those other two. We're just going to run Let's up. Go. Nope, didn't find anything. See ya. Hey, hey, <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> we could go retire together. Could we retire separately? <laughs> no. <laughs> Relic's not a really together kind of person. So you kind of find all these nooks and crannies, different drawers and bureaus and such that have collapsed and you're able to gather all this gold and as you're gathering funky just goes relic look over look over there i think there's several three different things over there and you're just getting these pings uh funky you detect three different objects and as you kind of go and you approach and you dig through some of the rubble you find a figure figurine almost like serpentinite like a very intense or not intense more of a dullish green and the figurine is the shape of an owl you also find an instrument a lyre that is somehow intact still a lyre so it's completely intact yep and you find a great axe that looks pretty promising i bet it's not cursed i bet it's not cursed like that really good plate armor let's give it straight to chest and get him to use it and sleep with yeah. it for an hour <laughs> let's do it cool um I'm gonna just hold the bag, and I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna just not touch anything. I'm gonna route work, do all it's like, that. It's like you're trick or treating. Yeah. Loot, loot, loot. <laughs> and as you kind of look around, you start to leave. Funky kind of moves a little closer to the other side of the room, and pings again. And he finds against the wall are four different arrows that did not burn in the blast. It's like he left us something for each of us. Rarick, hey, look, there's some arrows here. Mm, they look tasty. I'm going to grab those. I mean, yeah, they don't do much for me. I can just, I just poke things, but it's probably for you. And as you pick it up, pick them up, Ralric, you see kind of a jolt of electricity go down each of them. But that doesn't hurt me. It just kind of like fizzles. Seems good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it fizzles. Ch- check in with uh, with Tiervanis. Be like, hey, baby, do you like these? I got you. <laughs> I got you something. Yes, yeah, so I'll, gra- I'll grab one and just kind of rub it across the bow. Like see what i got what do you think of that ah <laughs> oh, that 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 electricity yeah that's that pulsing is nice let's buzz baby <laughs> tiervanis is like a demigod right like this is a really weird relationship <laughs> no that's yes, fine I, I don't do boundaries <laughs> it's perfectly normal but uh, <clears throat> yeah as you were <laughs> hey Hey, Rarick, uh, before we go, I realized I grabbed these manacles, but I don't think I grabbed a key. So right now it's kind of a one-way ticket. You want to just quickly see if I can, if we can grab a key or something from the torture room? Sure. Let's go over there. Another investigation check with advantage. 
Got it. 19. Okay. You're able to find a key that fits the manacles. Cool. Sweet. Here's a key. Thanks. Found it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're starting, so you're going to exit. So this t- takes, you know, probably the good part of half an hour or so. Anything happening up top? Hey, hey, Chess. Mm-hmm. Look, look, look at me for a minute. What do you, what do you think? What do I think of what? I thought if you looked at things for a minute. You oh, could... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Chess stares at Pip for one minute. All right. Does he learn any secrets? I mean, he already knows he's stronger than Pip. And yeah. Better con than Pip. So, uh, how does my wisdom compare? Don't have your. Both of yeah. your stats right up, but I would imagine it's worse. <laughs> Chess feels bad about himself for a while. Pip feels small and then high fives Chess, which is a low five for Chess. Yeah, very low. Uh, I uh, Because I'm alone with someone, I do want to play Pog, and I do know I have no Pog. Oh. So there we go. No passion. Hey, Robot, do you have Pog? And you hear in the back of your mind... Hey, 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 everybody say Pog! (laughs) And you see coming out of, like, thin air, the oracle. Holy shit! Uh, Hey, do you need some Pogs? Here you go. He flips you a few, and then before you can say anything, he disappears. uh, This could have been a lot more useful. Can I have Pog now? But, okay. Um... Neat. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I used up our oracle usage on pogs. Well, write that down, Mr. though. orange guava. Pogs. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, chess, chess plays pogs with him. It's so 90s. I'm going to roll for pog. What do I add to it? Pog? Pog. Yeah, I got a 6 plus pog. I got an 11 plus pog. I think my pog's higher, though. <laughs> Yeah, I think you've got a better slammer. Yeah, I was going to say, who's got the cooler slammer? Yeah. <laughs> do, do an athletics check. Add your athletics. Okay. okay. Uh, zero. <laughs> Eleven it is. For chess, that's uh, eight. So, fourteen. Oh, beans. I don't actually remember how Pog works, but let's say that you... You you're you are so used to chess. One of the games that you played as a kid was you took a large rock and you slammed it as hard as you could into the ground to knock up the other rocks. And you grabbed it. That's kind of like jacks, but like you yeah. grabbed as many as you could and yeah. you did the same thing here. Yeah, I feel like there was some sweet technique that happened there. Well, that's good. Pogs was just like flipping them, wasn't it? You had no, you had like a stack of them, and you used your slammer to like hit the stack, and then you needed to see how many pogs flipped over, and you got those. Oh, yeah, pogs. right. Yeah. All right. Well, history lesson over. So you're able to use the force to do that. These pogs aren't for training, though. I'm just gonna keep them all together for group pogs for playtime. I I realized I'm I'm bad at spells. Uh, if I part of detect magic, I can spend a little time or spend an action. It says to to figure out what the aura is. Could I do that with those items? Uh, like what kind of magic yeah, it is? A faint aura around oh, any visible. Yeah. So the type the type of magic. Yeah. So just to learn the school, if any. I won't be able to tell much about it, but maybe someone else can. <laughs> I think you would probably get some... You could lie to me and I also wouldn't know. Evocation. <laughs> You're getting some evocation vibes from the Great Axe. I don't know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> I am also a caster. Don't know. You're getting some enchantment from the other ones. You're getting an overall enchantment vibe at the very least. Like the items are enchant- enchanted. I like enchanting things. Okay, cool. I don't really know what it means. I just figured uh, I noticed that's part of it. I'm going to see what happens there. Sure. 
Let's get these boys out of this hole. That's what she said. Alright, we pull them up. We run back over to the ropes and give them a tug, and Chess just yanks us up one in each arm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, we won't, we won't even roll for it. You, you get, with your previous athletics checks and the assistance of Chess, you're good to make your way back up the rope. And the assistance of Pip, probably. Sure. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. strong. Moral support. You were slapping his thighs for him. Pip, Pip played a song. Yeah, I rolled a 10 for moral support. So kind of I spit on you guys a little bit, but you know. <laughs> Just stand over the hole. Hello down there. <laughs> guys good? You good? Right. So you are able to pull them up and they're back up with you. Woo. Okay, cool. A, hey, what'd you guys find? find? It's a ghost town down there. No, nothing at all? No. Completely we, empty? We found stuff. I mean, it's pretty... I don't know. Stuff's messed up. They chest give a uh, perception check. <laughs> Three. Um, Does that help? Yeah. You don't really see much, but you do see one thing. It's pretty hard to hide a great axe. When you see a great axe that you're pretty sure neither of them had before. Nothing at all. You're like seventy percent sure. Chest is like, wait a minute. You didn't have that before. Yeah, yeah, there was a bunch of stuff down there, and I'll just um, <laughs> pull out all the things that we picked up from the from the bag, unless Rowrick stops me for anything. But no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you pull it out because we're we're friends here. Yeah, it's like guys, we're rich. Look at this. Ooh. I didn't even know this much money existed. I make it rain, it. make it rain. Okay. Here, you lay down, and we'll just throw them. Throw the coins. I'm assuming this great axe is for me. Considering it's like twice your height. Probably. I'm just imagining someone someone dumping 500 loonies on yeah, that would that would hurt. That would hurt. Oh, I was thinking about the whole Scrooge McDuck dive and how dead yeah. that cartoon would be. Right. <laughs> As you are uh, dumping kind of the stuff on the ground, you hear some. Mm, that that that's pretty cool. And you also hear. Uh, <clears throat> as Eloise the elf is like almost kind of expectantly oh. do, you, do you mind if I get just like a small bit of that so that I can get on my way on my own I was kind of imprisoned here I know yeah. you can take most of it you did all the work but some would just be helpful for travels Just just like grabs two handfuls and of gold and hands hand it to her. He's like uh is this enough? <laughs> Eloise is gonna wet her beak um. uh, she takes like about 30 gold from you that's fair. All right. Um, the other Goliaths don't care. Um, is it just the Goliaths and Eloise that are left? Yeah, the three Goliaths. This, the uh, smallest one is just... Um, I'd probably just go around and give all the people, try and give the ones that came out at least a few silver. I don't know, like ten silver apiece. Just pretend. Look look at this. Here you go. Trying to give it to the Goliaths? Yeah, see what they do. Um, two of them, they bite on it a little bit and see that it's malleable. And like, <laughs> not, as, not as good as regular rocks. So I'll pour him a beer instead. <laughs> and the the smallest Goliath, she's kind of licking the side of the, the cave. <laughs> All right. Tastes like bumblebees. Yeah, I don't try. That? I don't try and give him anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yep. That means that Goliath... Already had a taste of bumblebees. Yeah, like I said, I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> sure did. Wait, do you have bumblebees? Nah, man. Nah. Nah. It's okay if this tastes like it. <laughs> cool. Okay. Ooh. Uh, am I the only one that's not going to be sad to 
leave the Goliaths to their devices. <laughs> yeah, right there with you, punk. <laughs> so what happens when we touch the the things, the, the object things, not the dollar bills things? Touch my arrow. Touch this arrow. See what happens. <laughs> Ralric says to Pip, touch my arrow, and Pip just doesn't even bat an eye and gets right in there. <laughs> uh, other than the electricity there, you, you don't see... Nothing really happens. There's no oh. kind of immediate interaction with you or saving throws or anything. Do the do the other objects have electricity on them? No, it was just the arrows. Oh, okay. Well, Pip picks up that liar then and was like, Ooh, a stringed knot ukulele. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Sand pops it on his back with all of its little poking swords. Yeah. I assume you're going to want this chest and toss the axe over to him. Uh, chest just says, wow, great axe. Look at that great axe. Fine axe. Look at that fine axe. Picks it up, I guess. Um, and, and then chest picks, after he picks it up, he sort of looks over to Eloise. He's like, wait, did you say, like, we shouldn't have these things? I'm just saying you're probably part of a plan that you don't even realize yet. Huh, okay. And Pip stomps up and says, we have always been part of a plan that we don't really realize yet. <laughs> you don't know me. And picks up the stone owl and puts it in Funky's mouth. Because I want to know more about that <laughs> owl. <laughs> Funky, give me your mouth. <laughs> well, give us stone history. I was going to say, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm pretty used to this at this point, so I don't fight it. <laughs> Natural one. So with my stone history, that becomes, yeah, double my proficiency, right? So I think we're at a three, so that makes it a five. It's still bad. It's bad, Ben. So you currently have this kind of owl statue in your mouth, and you're just tasting it. It just, like, it tastes like rock, and you're yeah. kind of staring at Pip. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> this one doesn't have any specific tastes. I, I, think, it, I think it only works with, with rocks. I don't think it works with owls. But it, hmm, it is stone but uh, fine well it's green though <laughs> stones aren't green whoa ben do you have uh, the identify spell or whatever it is that where you I can do not okay uh it's not available to me and i also don't have it prepared okay well just just looks at the axe for a second and he's just like i hmm i uh i don't want this axe to be the same as this shitty armor i'm wearing so maybe i'll wait till we get back to rivertown to to do anything with it can we do you mind if i put this back in your bag funky um yeah sure identify is available to two classes just as a heads up wizard and bard identify oh. huh. but i don't have it mm-hmm. i have to spell magic so do i can you as a, as a domain spell so claire <laughs> when you do like your spells you change on level up not like on a daily basis right yeah okay but I, but I can change, like, I can swap them out when I level up. Yeah, when you level up, but not, like, tomorrow morning, for example. No. What's what's going on with your armor chest? Oh, I don't know. It sucks. Every time I get hit by something, uh, like, it's pretty good, you know, sometimes, but other times when I get hit by something, it, like, really fucking hurts. Like, way more than it ought to. <laughs> so, I don't know what's wrong with it. Also, I think Medium Cag mentioned that it was magical, but I don't really know much about that. Um, so can we unmagic it? With these spells? I was just going to say, DM Tyler, mm-hmm. would I, from what Chest has said, be able to somewhat figure out that maybe he's got some curse? Arcana check. Ooh, let's see. That's a six. Can Pip also get in on this? Sure. Due to having a... 
Nope, that's an eight. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I guess te technically it's an 11. You both think it, you know, possible to be cursed, but you're like, you know, uh, yeah, that's it. Could be. Hmm. Seems weird. Seems weird, Chaz. That's that's odd. I, I'll check with Tamora and see if there's something I can do. Okay, th thanks, Fucky. Yeah, like, tell her to, like, put it in the washing machine and wash off the curse or whatever. Mm. It is you Why do. Why do you know what a washing <laughs> machine is? <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't. I, really, I want to know what Goliath uses washing machines now. Oh. It involves rocks for sure. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, as it should. So you uh, see the th three Goliaths kind of stand up in there. Um, gonna go. I'm, I'm going to go back to Rivertown. Me too. Let's all go. Yeah. Just like, yeah, let's, yeah. <laughs> Us too. Let's do that. Let's move things forward. Um, but let's not walk together <laughs> with them. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to see if one of them would carry me down. I got these short, stubby little legs and they're big, strong boys. Mm -hmm. Can I piggyback on one of you? Um, you got any food? I got some beer. Not a lot because that Etten took a lot of it and then ditched us, which is absolute bullshit, but... Okay, I haven't had that before. Let me try. <laughs> what could go wrong? This never goes wrong. Yeah, I'm going to see what happens. But I'm going to pour it into a glass because I don't want the Etten situation to happen with the Goliath. And by glass, mm. I mean whatever I've got. The glass. Mm. And he takes the glass with both hands and he mm. sticks his pinky out. Cultured. <laughs> I am fancy boy. Mm. <laughs> and he just starts drinking it. And you're, you're kind of like, you might want to slow... <laughs> yeah, he just completely downs the whole thing. How you feel? Mm, seconds, please. <laughs> Do you feel any more likely to carry us down the mountain? Um, if I get seconds, I'll carry you. If I give you oh. two more, will you carry all of us? I will. I mean, this is starting to make me feel good. Maybe I can carry all of you at the same time. Careful, Funky. Drunk strength is often immediately followed by drunk sleepiness. <laughs> A drunk regret. A risk I'm willing to take. I'm going to let him have one more, and then I'm going to, while he's drinking it, climb up on his back. Okay. He doesn't even flinch. And then he hands the glass up to you. Onward. Dragon? Uh, Pip's fine to walk. This is bizarre. Onward, my steed. So this large parade of three Goliaths, a couple of elves, um, or sorry, four Goliaths, a couple of elves, a uh, gnome, dwarf, gnome statue in a robot mm -hmm. <laughs> just a regular walk just start walking you know down down the way lamb chop decides to take the or was it pork i keep forgetting which which one i think this pork. one's lamb we'll just say that this one was was lamb leading the way has some confidence um going down the hill has a little stumble however immediately gains footing like insane reflexes Natural 20-esque reflexes as he's wow. <laughs> going down the hill and you kind of pull on his head and as he's starting to tip over, Ooh. you pull him back up. So you're, you're like keeping him, you're helping to keep him upright as well. Back, back this way, guys. Back this way. Yeah. Funky's a gyroscope, yeah. it turns out. <laughs> so uh, you get about halfway down, down and back towards River Town and he kind of stops there for a second. He's like, mmm, fuel's on empty, I refilled. Yep. I'm gonna quickly drink one and then fill it and pass it down. And he kind of drinks it as he's walking. Does he do better than I usually do when I do this? I'm a pretty boy. <laughs> For his first time, you feel like he's actually lying and he's truly a 16-year-old alcoholic. Okay, fair enough. Ah. <laughs> and you eventually get towards the outskirts 
of Rivertown. As you kind of approach and it comes within sight, you see a flurry of movement as the young Goliath seem to scurry around into a defensive position. With Sanders barking out or- orders, you see Teak sprinted to the tent, and a few moments later, a lion emerges, and they're just kind of looking at this, aimed at you, this, this motley crew of who knows what. They're just trying to see who you are first and what the heck that robot is. Just sees it, and he's like, He's like, uh, Sanders, Teak, it's Chess, don't worry. I know you told me to go, but, like, we got some important things we found. And some Goliaths. And, like, we found some extra Goliaths up there. It's no need to attack us. Also, Teak can come back from wherever she's hiding. So you see Sanders, he kind of walks up. You all kind of meet halfway. There's still the younger Goliaths behind, still, like, really itching and wanting to fight especially those with the colors from Fight Town. You see, like, you kind of step to the side and they immediately jump forward a little bit and then get back. They're like, they're from Fight Town. They want to fight. But he kind of calms them down and he looks at you and says, you know you weren't supposed to come back here. I I know, Sanders, but look, we, um, I found, I found a bola that my mom gave me when I was a kid down here in, in Rivertown, which was kind of weird. And we followed, you know, some, uh, some suggestions that it may have come from up on the hill. So we went up there, and, well, there was a lot of things up there, including a whole bunch of statues, which I guess I'm told used to be real people and Goliaths. And we brought one down. This here, I mean, you all remember Pip, and he points over to the, the robot carrying Semele, and it's like, well, that's that's Pip's sister, I guess. They said some sort of, like, it was a Medusa? Like, did this to him? I don't know, it was some lady with, like, snake hair. Yeah, I've heard of Medusa. They are a tough foe. What? What is that thing? Oh, Oh, you mean the, the thing carrying it? I don't know. Pip explained it, but I didn't quite understand it. It's some, like, fancy machine. It's my sister. It's it's my sister's robot. Um, It's not going to hurt anybody. It's just here to protect her, and it's been keeping her statue safe. And I... Ah, uh, this is my little sister. I really, really need to talk to Teak. Um, give a persuasion check. Oh, wait, I did roll a seven. I did forget that my persuasion is plus nine. Sixteen. Um, and he kind of looks around and he sees the, I'm just trying to get their names right here. It was pork chop, not lamb chop. He sees pork chop and he sees... Adeli, and he sees Jeremiah, who all were people that disappeared. If you remember, he had tattoos on him, little circular tattoos. And every time that someone died, it got filled in or went missing in their training. And you see him kind of reaching to his face, and he touches different points, three different points on his body, and he kind of sighs. And he walks up, and he kind of pulls each of them into a hug. And he pushes them back into the crowd and where the hell are y'all been weren't us here like that you shouldn't be getting all off on your own and it's kind of flustered a little bit and he looks at the robot and he says that thing can come in and drop the statue off but it's gonna have to stay outside but you can you can talk to teak okay and i grab my robot's hand and we scurry over the tent 
Okay. So you scurry over to the tent. Where's the lion? The the lion's kind of leading you the way. Okay. Leading the way. So the lion leads the way into the tent, and you follow with the robot. The robot kind of drops Semele at the entrance as you... Uh, gently. As gently as you kind of instruct, he, he sets sets the statue down, and he kind of stands there ready to go in. Oh, and I, I kind of... I just stop him and say, Oh, buddy, can you hang out outside, please? And just watch the door and make sure nobody comes in. Please? Okay, give another persuasion check. 14 plus 9. <laughs> the robot kind of looks down at you and you see the painted on face and it straightens up, turns its back to the tent and just kind of stands there and the blades start to whir a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh, no, 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 no. Everyone here is friendly and nobody, you don't have to fight anybody. Don't fight anybody. Just, just stand. It's okay. Just stand. And you see some of the kids, they look at the robot and they're... They're get they they want to fight the thing. They're just kind of standing, probably twenty feet away, uh, hand uh, on the hip, ready. But yeah, it stops wearing the blades and it kind of just stands still. Okay, hey robot, let me tell you a little secret that Pip learned the hard way. Don't fight the kids because they're kids, and you get in a lot of trouble for fighting children. So they might be curious. You can let them do a little looking, but just be gentle to them because they're you know squishy. Okay. Does the robot understand me? I said so much stuff. It's kind of just hanging out right now. Okay. I tapped a lot of it in Morse code on its body, if that helps. So you you duck into the tent, and as you duck in... Is Semele inside the tent? Like the statue? Did he put it in? Kind of at the the entrance, and you see, you duck into the tent, and you see Teek coming over you, kind of brushes past you, and grabs the statue to bring her into the center. Hi! (laughs) Sorry I'm back. Yes, yes. Let's thank you and all for bringing back the kids. Let's fair trade. Let's do this and get you on your way. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But there's one thing. This is gonna be a small. This is gonna be a small demonstration. And she walks out to the to the door and she yells out to some of the kids from Friendtown, like a good chunk of the kids from Friendtown and a few of the kids from Mount Town. And you see them kind of scurry over to the tent Wait, uh, to come in. Are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? And you see one of the kids from Fight Town goes, Hi, where are, y- where are y'all going? And Teek says, They're learning to um, recite the alphabet. Would you like to join? <laughs> and the little kid from Fight Town says, Ha ha, I'm not stupid. Alphabet, ha <laughs> ha. And he kind of runs off. Oh my god, I kind of <laughs> secretly do want to go to Fran Town. Fran Town! And you see these kids gather gather around, and Teek says, Okay, so, everyone, are you ready? And they all say, Yes. And then she says, First things first, before we start, what is the one rule about magic and me showing you about magic? And you hear them all, and they say... Don't tell Fight Town or they'll flip their shit. Bunch of assholes. Evan, you know you're not supposed to say that. What? They are. Bev had no idea that there were Goliaths with, I guess, diverse sensibilities. I just sort of thought that Fight Town was the town and they were all sort of aligned. I'm Pip is all of a sudden delighted to be around some magic Goliaths. And... She looks to you and she says, Do you happen to have a diamond? Ha- yep. Yeah. How many GPs do you need? 
I feel like I should consult my group, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> she says, like, about this size, and it's a hundred, about the size of a hundred gold piece. Okay, I got a 151. 150? I'll give you this 151. Okay. And... I do feel like that's a bargain for getting uh, my sister revived. <laughs> and it was about that time that I realized it wasn't Teak. It was the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> <laughs> You kind of start to get this different vibe in here with the the kids and Teak and like her really trying to prepare this magical atmosphere. And she she takes your 150 gold piece diamond and you see her kind of do a couple of motions over it first. And she, she yells out, Johnny, bag. And Johnny just runs up with a like little pouch. And you see the diamond that she's holding all of a sudden turn into diamond dust and just drop into the bag. Ooh. And she takes a good chunk of the diamond dust out and kind of scatters it around the ground around the statue of Semele. And she sets the bag down to the side. And the kids, you're all like in a full circle around. You can see a lot of the kids as you're looking around. They're eagerly really paying attention to what's going on, taking mental notes because they're not huge on the writing. But they start to, she starts to wave her hands around. She starts walking around the circle. You know that she's a given insight check. Uh, you feel like she might be kind of making a little bit of a show of it as well but she's kind of going around and, and casting the spell and she kind of touches over the top of Semele and you kind of see this glow and warmth come from her, her hand this green sort of energy pulses and as it does almost like a shade or something being dropped you see the color kind of go down Semele's face and so it goes from that gray stone statue and it starts to see the different curls and locks and the glasses and the rosy red cheeks and the scar and mostly glasses those glasses are huge (laughs) yeah it eventually scatters its way down the body and once it hits the toes and the toes are finished you see Semele there standing in front of you does she speak can she speak is she a human a hunome she looks around she's like ah well, this is quite the situation, I'd say. Pip tackles her. It was supposed to just be a hug, but I feel like they've just gnomed over and are on the ground, and Pip is so angry. He's just kind of a little bit crying, but mostly squeezing and yelling, You are the smartest one! Why are you so stupid? Why did you leave? You should have just stayed there. You're... It doesn't stop squeezing. (laughs) I forgot you like to get angry all the time. Hold on. (laughs) Uh, And you kind of see her hold up this contraption. Almost looks like a watch. She's like, probably seven more minutes and 29 more seconds before you'll be able to relax again. Okay, I'll wait. And it t- does take roughly that long for me to stop <laughs> squeezing her. And finally, I help her up and just look very, very like I had a complete and total loss of words and appreciative towards Teak. I don't know what to say to her. And while you're in this embrace, you see kind of, well, you didn't really see, but you notice this afterwards that the Goliaths, except for Teak, all of them had kind of filtered out due to Teak's ushering. But she kind of still not the most happy with you so she stays in but she gives you at least a little bit of privacy okay uh i 
uh, and am aware that I am very, very unwelcome in this Goliath community. But uh, I say to Teak, look, we've we've caused a lot of disruption, and I'm very, very sorry. I have a feeling that a lot of things in the world are going to change, and it's better to have friends and than than enemies when all this pops off. So I just want you to know that. If you ever need anything from us and we cross paths again, I am very much in your debt. And she kind of nods at you and she says, I know how to find you. She kind of smiles and don't worry, when a favor is needed, you'll be called in. Oh man, I hope you can't see me during bathroom times. And I leave. (laughs) And as you're walking out, you hear suddenly kind of say, Bimaroni, what day is today? What, where am I? We we got a scoot. Come on, come on. We got a scoot. I'll explain everything. <laughs> and she kind of barges outside, and she, as soon as she gets outside, she looks up around. Ah, Theodore, thank God, her here. And she <laughs> takes kind of this contraption off of Theodore and kind of folds it out, and it's like all these metal pieces with different markings, and they're splayed out everywhere. And she holds it up at the sun. And she's like, okay, about seven days. We need to get a pass opt in. Seven days or less. I thought you would be here a lot sooner. Who are your friends? Tell me who are your friends. Point them to me. Who are the people you're here with? Woo! Do you have friends? I hope you do. You've been gone such a long time. I have friends. I always have friends. Uh, Where are my dudes? Where are my dudes? I am still sharing beers with this Goliath that I just rode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm watching that shit show. So, Funky and Porkchop after... After arriving back, they kind of sneak off. You remember there's this large kind of stone wall that Chess had gotten uh, lashing at or talking to with some of the other kids from Fight Town when you were here last. Uh, You kind of go sneak around that wall and just kind of boozing out together. (laughs) Swear all kids smoke weed. Yeah, I can stand Um, up because I'm short enough and he's like crouched. (laughs) Yeah. So, wait, are you all just being delinquents behind the wall? <laughs> Pat, uh, Chess, I mean, Chess would be probably hanging out over with, with uh, Sanders. Um, well, I I would definitely like you to meet my unpetrified family. So, I present a Miss Simile. Wow. So, Teak did it. Sanders kind of looks at you guys and he looks back at the tent. And you kind of you see Teak standing at the tent. And he says... Chess, it's great to have you back here, but it might be best to do this reunion thing, you know, a good 100, 200 feet away from here. Yeah, we gotta move my uh, magic statue out of town before we uh, raise too many questions. So let's, uh, come on guys, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, Chess looks at Sanders and he's just like, yeah, I, I know, I know, Sanders, we'll be out of your hair. Just thank you. Just wanted to say thank you. You helped me and you helped my friend Piff. And uh, hopefully you'll help all those other statues up on the hill. We'll uh, we'll go we'll go check it out. Don't worry about that. And you see uh, the kid that wanted to go into the tent before. He looks over and he sees Semele now, and he points at him and he says, "I bet that guy read Alphabet too. What an idiot!" <laughs> what? Yeah. And all the kind of Fight Town kids are laughing. <laughs> oh, I'm tired of getting laughed at by Fight Town kids. Let's we we gotta go. Come on, let's get out of here. We'll give Porkchop one last cheers and then wander off to join the rest of the crew. Chest also sort of offers his hand over to Sanders as to shake it. And he'll he'll shake your hand. Alright, and then he says, I hope to see you soon, Sanders, and heads off. So you kinda step away from the town a bit again. And Semley's kinda trucking along and she says, 
Well, Pip, are you gonna introduce me to these gentlemen here? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. These are the uh, tall people that I've been kicking around with. The guy who's closest to our size is Funky. Um, That's me. He, we got Ralric. He's a ranger. And when you go over to, when you say Funky, she kind of goes over to him and she tugs on his beard a little bit. Oh, and Jesus, Emily! Writes down in a notebook. Hmm. And she kind of walks around him, pokes, pokes the robe a bit. Very interesting. What are you got, this guy? <laughs> we and often wonder that. Kind of goes back around and, oh, that's interesting. But that's useful. And she points at the bag of holding kind of attached to your hip. Yes, it is. It's, it's, he wouldn't mind if I just kind of see what's, I kind of want to see what's inside. No, we don't go in the bag of holding. I've been told. But I want to learn about it. Uh, I'll just reach in and pull out two dicks, one pick. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not my sister. No. What is this? It's crude and a waste of paper. Oh, okay. She turns to Chess next. Okay. Yeah, this big boy. This is uh, Mr. Chester Bronley. Chess looks down. He's like, uh, hey, Semily, you used to be a rock, and now you're not. Hi, I'm Chest. And she, like, was going to get out something to do some sort of measurements or something, but then she hears that, and she just kind of sighs. <laughs> he's... Okay, and that's why... He's very kind. Don't, don't be that way. And um, this is Ralric. Ralric rhymes. Bitch. <laughs> Not you. I'm obligated. To, I'm obligated to say that by my sponsors. She kind of goes around. Remarkable how pale he stays. She's kind of looking at her, and she immediately goes into the office. Uh, uh, oh, it's Ruby in here. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, hey. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, we. I, I guess we can share. I, uh, let me turn on the light. No, oh, no, no, oh, no, no. Was, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna you be. You can't appear muffled through your clothes. Sorry. Mind the bits. <laughs> and don't forget to lift the hood. It's hard to look after siblings. Okay, no, 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 honey. You're fine. Get out of there. Get out of there. Come on. And she heads out and she says, Ah, uh, Piff, I, now I can see why you were late. I thought you'd be here definitely a few days earlier than this, but uh, unfortunately for you, that tall frail one looks like he might be your best bet for eligible bachelor. What? Um, what? Oh, oh, okay. They're your friends. I thought, what? what anywho. What? You were always the strange one. You know I'm not ready to settle down. Come on. Yeah, you're the oldest. You're like the, you, like, I'd stay inside and breed and do books and you'd go out and be like, hey, I'm, this is what, this is what it'd be like, guys. You're like, I'm Pip and I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette and hang out with the cool kids and play some music. And well, yeah. I've got all the stories. We don't need to hear them all right now. Anyway, you said... But we do need to hear them. I though. have seven days to... We're, just so we're clear. Seven days to get to Pesop. Why? What's in seven days? Well, there's some technicalities around this, Pip, because there are four gnomes that you may or may not know, that you may or may not be related to, that may or may not be your siblings, that wouldn't be particularly happy with me that I, I'm here, and I promise not to tell you, but technically... Technically, they did not say I couldn't find you, to which I say, uh, Pip, it's great to see you. Let's go to Pessoft. You may have big interests there. I'd personally prefer if we could get there within the next, I don't know, seven days, two hours, and 18 minutes, because there might be something there that you definitely need that would make everybody a lot bit happier. But, but other people might know about it too, but it'd probably be best if you got it, so it'd probably be best if we go there now. 
they know it's there? Why would they know that? I don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to tell you, I promised. It's the twins, isn't it? All both pairs. Both pairs! Son of a bitch. Wait, why why are they trying to get it? Well, I mean, I guess because it's the families, but do they? Do you know why they want it? For other than the obvious reasons, other than bringing it back to the family. Did Papa Huey tell them to get it? No, we haven't seen Papa Huey in a long time. Okay, but they're headed to Pesop too? Yeah, I mean, there's a big event going on, and they were invited, but I think I've said too much. Well... I forget how old you are, but I bet if we get you a bit drunk, you'll talk some more. Um, <laughs> anyway. I'm 21. Right. That's fine. Well, that's good to know, I guess. Are they mad at me? Do they? Pip, I don't have to do any hiding with this one. Everybody's pissed. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's It's been fine. 10 years, but not, not a lot has changed. Y'all know I've been looking. Maybe you don't. You probably don't know. And also, I haven't been looking that hard. No, I get it. Um, okay. I got. I we gotta nip this in the bud, guys. We gotta. We gotta close the deal on this uh, pass off flute thing, and it's gonna suck because I don't want to go back into that bubble. Yeah, I was gonna raise some questions about this because last time we went into piss off, we got to use a, a you know, a pleasant term. We got fucked. And that was partially my fault, but well, it was who also... helped with that? Yeah, just <laughs> just says, well, I mean, let's just not let Funky pick where we're going. Yeah, what happened? You got fucked. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll repeat that. Yeah, don't use those words. I'm 21. I'm. I know you're 21, but <laughs> I. You know what it's like. She's always still just a little into me. So I think what's different about this time is we definitely have more knowledge. We know more things about Pesopt and we know people who are there, like that lady who I forgot the name of who was a chatty Cathy and told us all of this tea about, oh, I've got this flute, ba 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 ba. Yeah, I, I just want to make sure we go in prepared this time. Last time we just kind of showed up and then next thing we know we're in a cage again. Yeah, well, we also have a pretty good inkling who to not trust. Oh, so that is why. Okay, that's why my calculations were off, because I didn't calculate that this dwarf would be such an idiot. Well, none of us had that factored into things. Yeah. Also, I feel you like... You are scribbling down in her notebook now, like, ah, okay, there's... There's the, and if we increase the stupidity, okay, that makes more sense now. Look, there was some capture and also some teleportation. It was really hard to, uh, to time this out probably for you. Right. Well, where are you supposed to be? Where do they think you are? I told them I would meet them in Pesopt in seven days time, and I was just going to go do a nice jaunt over to Stanholt. But I came here immediately, Pepperoni, because I knew I could find you. Well, that was a lie, but I'm grateful that you did that. But also mad that you got turned into stone. Well, yeah, that was, I mean, I got a little impatient and I just wanted to research what was down there a, a bit more. Oh, you are going to stay right with us. Don't worry, I can make us a, a safety snuggle bubble. Make sure that you don't wander off. You can't wander off. Don't worry. <clears throat> Theodore. And he kind of hunches down and grabs her and puts her up. If you remember, there was kind of like this almost lawn chair. Yeah, it was a chair. On top, and he sets her up there under the large umbrella. And she just kind of starts going away at her books and reading. Okay. I'm 
really into this robot. Hmm. Okay, hmm. guys, want to beat feet? Want to hit the road? Absolutely. Any chance the robot can carry me? No, oh. that's Emily's robot. I start eye and chest. No. <laughs> well, I can't fucking just, walk anymore. I can. I just he's, this is, he's gotten used. He's lazy. <laughs> I just fed, I just gave it to a Goliath beer to not have to walk down the hill. I mean, I, I told you guys I didn't want to walk down the hill, and I was going to complain. He's gotten a taste of that sweet life. If I don't have to walk, why would I? I got these stubby little legs. Chess just looks at Funky. He's like, he's like, Funky, you can walk. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you hear suddenly, she goes, Theodore, one foot. And Theodore kind of grabs your head, moves you forward one foot, and she says, There, I helped. Ah. <laughs> okay, let's go. Okay, well, <laughs> something's better than nothing, I guess. Giddy up, fam. <laughs> all right. So you all kind of start making your way north uh, along the river, eventually trying to make your way towards Pesop, and that is where we can end for tonight, having saved Semily back from her stoned life and dropping off a lot of the different Goliaths. Uh, as you were kind of there in Rivertown, Eloise, she kind of was like, I'm over this, and she started heading north herself. <laughs> I got my cash. I'm going to head on out. So the the four of you, as well as the Ribbit and Semily, head north, trying to make your way to piss off. Theodore! One foot. Theodore. Welcome to DM Thoughts with Tyler. Well, looking at this episode, it really was a transition episode. It was transitioning from the previous kind of arc. The one that's getting closed up has to do with the lair of the Wild Mage. And that is uh, kind of finished and tidied up. The hero's gone. And now we're moving on to this next arc. And looks like they're heading towards Pesopt. Semele coming back was a nice new wrinkle, so we'll see what happens there. And I'm excited for you guys to hear what's next. So thank you for listening. And we'll check you out next time for the next episode of the No Mercy Podcast. <laughs>